Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Decided to sleep in? Missed your favorite morning show? Yeah, don't worry. It's the Morning After Podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With their pre-owned personal shopper, your requests will be personally handled by their team of salespeople, sales managers, and vehicle buyers, meaning you got someone looking out for you the whole way. And with Easy Peasy Loan Approval, they've got you taken care of in a way that doesn't require a social security number or trigger a credit inquiry. So go check them out, Treasure Valley Subaru at the Idaho Center. Now, for Nick and Big J. Take it away, boys. What up, what up? It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Monday, 14th day of November 2022. Big J, it's here. Yeah, it's here. We're back. The Monday you've been waiting for is here, kids. And hopefully you had a good weekend. How was yours, Big J? Yeah, good, man. Uh, do anything special or spectacular? No, nothing special at all. Uh, and I got, I've got i been addicted all weekend to GTA 5 Online. Uh, I believe that that, uh, that addiction probably extends but, far past this Yeah, week. it's one particular thing. It's, uh, you know, they're doing a special, like, heist thing that's happening. And uh, uh, usually a heist takes four players to play. Okay. Right? Uh, but uh, there's one now that they released, uh, like, a... Probably six, seven months ago last year that you can do solo. And so I've been like addicted to trying to do like the best I can, get the best time and that sort of thing. So it's You've very been replaying the same heist over and over and over. Oh yeah. Huh. And that, that you did that all weekend? Yeah. Uh what was your best? Like when when did you reach the apex of your timing this weekend? Was it early on or did you come in? Yeah, like- see that's the thing. It happened early on. I was like, oh my god, I did this and it was perfect. And I'm like, yeah, now I can't do it again. <laughs> Well, I mean, listen, uh, do you feel like you, you spent quality time this weekend? No, then? absolutely not. Well, it's a waste of everything. Mission accomplished, buddy. Uh, that's what weekends are supposed to be about. This is the last week of inflation retaliation, Ooh. you guys. We have given away tens of thousands of dollars over the last several weeks here on the radio station as we have given away $1,000 every single weekday. That will continue through Friday. So here's the good news. If you haven't played yet, you still have an opportunity to do so because it's a new drawing every single day. We start from scratch. And you still have five chances at $1,000. Here's the bad news. If you've been playing uh, the entire stretch and haven't quite come down to the finish line yet, uh, you have five days before you realize how much time you've wasted with your life. Or you could look at it like Big J looks at his uh, GTA with just a shrug. Hey, listen, what are you going to (laughs) do? What are you going to (laughs) do? At least I tried is what you could say. But that begins at the 9 o'clock hour with your first code word of the day. That will continue throughout this week, so get ready to hopefully win a little bit of cash. That's the idea anyway. And, of course, we also have a bearded badass on the agenda for today. We're still giving away that UTV courtesy of Birds of Prey Motorsports and Volkswagen of Boise. We'll give you a chance to win that thing qualified style at 7.30 with UTV. So there's plenty of stuff to get to on this show today, including playing some music. So let's get started with some Godsmack, kicking things off here. It's Surrender on the morning after on the X. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Seems pretty quick, all things considered, but believe it or not, Big J, Top Golf is going to open up suit over there in Meridian right off the freeway. Crazy, man. 
The Combo Driving Range Bar and Restaurant is nearing the end of things, and they have officially targeted Thanksgiving week at some point for the grand opening of the brand new entertainment kind of hotspot in Meridian. Now, as of this week, they started booking private parties for the week of Monday, December 5th, and an official opening date will be announced soon. But you've got 60 bays there for groups of play. It's a two-story building complex. You've got a whole bunch of square footage there that has TVs and every single terminal, games that you can play, all sorts of cool stuff. If you haven't been to Top Golf someplace else before, I certainly recommend that you check it out. It's for all skill ranges and people and all that kind of stuff and ages. Everybody can have a good time with it. It's a great family outing, and you'll have a good time. Have you ever partaken? No, I haven't. Now, will you? I guess is my question. Um, I mean, I want to, but we'll see. I mean, I my neck and uh, some of my back has not uh, responded well to swinging a golf club. So, uh, but I mean, you don't have to, I guess, swing. You can still be. There's plenty of other stuff to do. Yeah, I could just pick the ball up and throw it. Well, you can drink and eat and watch television, I guess, while other people hit golf balls and you can provide commentary. Y- y- they don't make you. Huh. They don't go, whoa, 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 sir. Are you going to be swinging a golf club yeah. before you walk in okay, here? Okay, well, what's the point then? I guess you Well, they hang out, out with people yeah. that are there. Yeah, you've laid out uh, the other stuff because I didn't know. I've never been there. Yeah, so it- it's a really cool thing, even if you aren't swinging golf balls, although that's the kind of idea to do so. The point is, it's kind of going to be, uh, my guess is, a very popular place to hang out over the course of the next couple weeks. Now, here's my, my real question that I have, is it's an outdoor activity. I have never been to a Top Golf in, in in a winter climate. Does oh, that yeah. make sense? Right. Like the only Top Golfs I've been to are in Vegas and in Phoenix, both of which don't have to deal with winter time. You know, like I don't know if I want to be out there swinging golf balls in 32 degrees, or even hanging out while people do that. But listen, uh, it, it, it's a cool place. They put it up pretty quickly. It looks like it's going to have some space. So. I'm uh, excited for it. I'm glad that it's happening, and we'll see if it all comes together. So in the next couple weeks, this thing's going to be up and running and rocking and rolling. Speaking of up and running and rocking and rolling, that was your Boise State offense on Saturday night in a dominant win against Reno. Uh, 41-3 your final score. Well, uh, While it's great to see the Broncos on offense put together the scores and improve to 6-0 in the Mount West Conference, uh, it should probably be at least pointed out that Reno's a god-awful football team right now. And uh, and so it was a nice win to get back on the winning side of things, especially after taking one on the chin to BYU. But uh, the Reno team is not good at any stretch of the imagination. So uh, nonetheless, great game by Taylor Green, both running and passing the ball. George Halani could do pretty much whatever he wanted to in that game. And it was over by halftime, I would say, uh, as the Broncos knew that they were going to dominate, and that's exactly what it did. All that being said, nice to see the Broncos put up a 40-burger again. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, you know, in conference. I mean, that uh, ultimately the goal is to win uh, the Mountain West Championship, and uh, things look good in that direction anyways. Indeed. Uh, 6-0 in the conference as the Broncos move forward. Buccaneers over the Seahawks uh, in probably the game of the year. Vikings over the Buffalo Bills, 33-30. to There's crazy. a lot of insane stuff that had to happen uh, in order to have the Vikings pull that off, but it all did, and uh, it was a fun game to watch, although uh, Josh Allen appears to have regressed into the Josh Allen of the first couple years in the league where he has been throwing interceptions in the red zone like crazy these last couple weeks, and he's had to figure that out. Uh, it kind of overshadowed the fact that the Lions came back on the Bears in a pretty good game in the 
the early window, and then in the late window, you had the Packers beating the Cowboys in overtime, the uh, Cardinals beating the Rams in a battle of backup quarterbacks, and then the 49ers beating the Chargers 22-16 last night on Sunday Night Football. We got Eagles and Commanders tonight. Uh, Big J, you were a little bit wrong, but not quite. Uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever broke records at the box office. It did bring in $180 million yeah. for the weekend. Uh, that is the best opening in the month of November in the history of movies, which is pretty impressive considering the record holder was The Hunger Games Catching Fire, which was damn near nine years ago. Uh, and, of course, that was a pretty good run. Uh, it does not quite top out the best Marvel opening of the year. Do you know what that is, Big J? Is it Endgame? No. Well, no, of the year, Big J. Oh, the, the year. year? Yes. There was a movie that opened up to a better weekend box office this year, Marvel-wise. Doctor Strange? That's right. Doctor wow. Strange and the Multiverse Ugh. of Madness made $187 million in its opening weekend. Uh, of course, they expect this to be the number one movie uh, for the next several weeks until Avatar comes out in the middle of December, and that's when they expect it to be uh, un unhalted. But still, a pretty good run. Black Adam, number two, Ticket to Paradise, three, uh, Lyle Out, Crocodile, four, and Smile, number five at the box office. But everybody went to go see Black Panther Wakanda Forever this weekend. Uh, if you look at this cachet, like uh, Black Panther made uh, almost as much money as the entire run of Black Adam so far worldwide. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, In one weekend. The Marvel Cinematic Universe knows what they're doing, I guess is the point. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. And as I prevail in bad things here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. Big J, do you believe in curses? Yeah, we uh, we talked about this like last week. We did? Uh, yeah. In what way? I, you asked if I believed uh, in, in curses because you were having uh, about wearing the uh, the gift that I got you. Oh, watching. right, right. Well, I'm, I'm more thinking about, like, the, the effect of your team. But, like, do you believe in, like, you know, like, say, like, you think that a place is cursed or that a person can be cursed? Um, sure. <laughs> I don't believe you. But uh, there are people that believe in uh, in travel curses. Like, there's a reason why people don't go places, because 73% of people that travel on a regular basis think that they have some sort of hex against them wow. in the travel side of things. That's a lot of people. That is a lot of people, which is why it struck me as something that was crazy, because a lot of people have run into problems traveling. You know, I mean, that's not something that is unusual. But there are a lot of people that say, 73% of people, I guess, that travel on the regular, that say that something always goes wrong when they decide to go someplace, i.e. take a trip someplace. I'm not talking about, you know, if you leave your house or something like that. But 45% of people that travel say they experience delayed flights on the regular, which is much, much higher than the number of actual flights that are delayed on a regular basis. So somebody's lying. Maybe it just seems like you get delayed all the time and that's not necessarily the case yeah i'm thinking like a lot of this is, is uh attitude sure i think you might be right there or people just think this that that it happens much more often than it actually does you know sometimes when something very bad happens you tend to think oh that always happens to me kind of a thing and that's not necessarily true the other big percentage of people say they always forget something that they need and that sounds like more a you problem than it is a travel problem. But 27% uh, say they experience annoying passengers every time they travel, which makes them not want to do it. Long security lines, another 25%. Somebody, 24% says the airlines always lose their luggage. Again, that's higher than the average thing. There's no way 
that airlines always lose your luggage. We've flown a lot. It's happened once to us. That was a pretty big deal. Yeah. But has it happened before or since to you? No. Exactly. Yeah, me no. either. I've never had my stuff lost other than the one time that it happened. 22% have faced flight cancellations on a regular basis. That's happened. I wouldn't say on the regular, but I've had a flight canceled. Uh, I've also had a flight delayed. Having one person in front of you recline all the way drives people nuts. That apparently is another thing that you call a curse. And then getting stuck curse? on the tarmac. That's what I'm saying. I think it's a very loose definition of curse that people are using. I'm cursed! I will never fly again! Now, I will say this. Uh, the one thing that I say that I might have, like, an actual curse against me is, and I, I, granted, it's a small sample size, but I have had five interactions with the Denver airport. Every one of them was a, worst, a disaster. Yeah. It was a death. Like either that. I was delayed coming in, or I missed a connecting flight because we were late. Or I, at one time when I was with my entire family, we had to circle the airport for an hour and a half before we could land, and that caused us to miss connecting. I mean, every time I've had to fly or connect in Denver, it's been a mess. Yeah, I don't know. I if you can call that a curse or just like a bad airport. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if you, what you call it either, but I'm just saying that's the one thing where I can say. Always, period, not always, I've had to deal with the Denver airport. It has gone sideways in some way, shape, or form. But that's the only thing I would say. I wouldn't say the Denver airport is cursed. I would say I want to avoid it like the plague, but that doesn't make but it But wouldn't you also cursed. want to avoid a curse? Yes, like a of course you would. Of course you so you believe in curses. Uh, well, Clearly, oh, I, listen, I had somebody come up to me the other day and just say thinner as I walked the streets, so and I think I'm in trouble. What? I know, it was weird. But I will say that I, I, I don't know if all of us are as cursed as we like to think we are. I don't think 73% of you are cursed because you've had some travel issues. That, these are just things yeah. that happen if you travel on a regular basis. But uh, a lot of people say they, because of these things, they travel with the mind or they prepare for the worst case scenario, which makes them dread traveling and not like it. And a lot of people don't enjoy that kind of stuff. And, and I suppose I get it. But, you know, if you had a lot of run-ins or you happen to have a string of bad luck where you have had, like, you know, a bunch of delayed flights or a flight cancellation and then they lost your luggage or, you know, it took you forever to get security or you missed a flight or whatever, this could turn you off to traveling. I understand. But I don't know if I would necessarily call it travel curse, if you will. Yeah, I agree. But uh, I think it, the probably the more you travel, the more issues you're going to run into. That's just the way that it happens. It's a game of chance, for crying out loud. <laughs> but it doesn't mean you should, I guess, strip yourself of things that you could enjoy or places that you could enjoy going. Don't let it make you not travel, I guess is my point. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We are going to get a bearded badass. That's on the way here on the X Rocks. <laughs> Grow a beard. Presented by the Beardsmith on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And the Beardsmith, uh, if you head to thebeardsmith.com, you can go and uh, check out uh, some of the deals that they have going on there where you can get yourself um, a, an appointment scheduled up at either the Garden City location or the Caldwell location. They also have some great beard grease to uh, help shape and your beard. You don't even have, the beard to have a beard to go there. They'll also give you a great haircut. Uh, not every member of the Beard of Badass Club has spent the majority of their life with a beard, and that includes today's inductee. The beard is something that this 11-time wrestling champ has donned in the last few years. But trust me when I say Dave Bautista wears well. Certainly, Bautista isn't the first superstar to break out of world wrestling to become an acting superstar, but it certainly seems a little different. Dave's first appearance outside of ring 
came as a cameo in an Australian TV show called Neighbors. Soon after that, he found himself in roles like Riz's The Man with Two Iron Fists, and it wouldn't be long until we came to know the wrestler Dave Bautista as Drax the Destroyer, who pretty much destroyed as the Guardians of the Galaxy comedy relief. This role was his breakout into Hollywood, and before he knew it, he was in all sorts of different movies, from playing a henchman inspector to being the lead in movies like Stuber and My Spy. But that doesn't mean he hasn't been careful about the roles he's been choosing. And in 2021, a Twitter discussion was raised by a fan about The Rock and John Cena maybe one day doing a movie together. When a fan mentioned that having Dave in the mix would be a great idea, Batista was quick to reply, Nah, I'm good. And upon clarifying those remarks, he posted pictures of his roles, noting that he's been trying to get away from those kind of things and wishing to expand the types of roles he's capable of doing and his acting skills. That's something he has been doing. And recently, uh, he's mentioned that after Guardians of the Galaxy 3, he's done playing Drax. He's moved on to helming Snyder's Army of the Dead franchise, a sequel to My Spy is on the way, and Glass Onion, Ryan Johnson's sequel to Knives Out, will be coming out this holiday season, something Bautista will be starring in. And like most superstars, has his own business. He's an owner of DC Society of Inc., a tattoo and piercing shop in Tampa Bay. He routinely helps out dog rescue charities, and he collects metal lunch boxes, of all things, Nick, something he's been doing since the late 90s. So uh, just like this week, uh, he's began to campaign, campaign for a lead in Netflix's Gears of War, a role he says, quote, I can't make this any easier for you to Netflix, adorned with the Gears of War armor. He used the visuals from a DLC that he was part of for the game back in 2019. Netflix just announced that they would be making a movie and animated series. So there you have it. That means he's, uh, and that's what stars are doing these days, is campaigning for roles that they think that they would be perfect for. No doubt about it, no doubt about it Dave Bautista is a bearded badass. For sure, and he's definitely sporting the beard in the Glass Onion movie that's coming out here yeah. in about a week or so. Uh, and that is nice to see. I- I'll say this, I-, I don't think I've been happier about being wrong about somebody than I was about Dave Bautista, because one of the things you could always say about him if you were a fan of his wrestling was the dude could kill it in the ring, but he wasn't exactly charismatic. You know what I mean? He he didn't have great mic skills. It's not somebody that you wanted to hand over to cut a promo, but uh, ever since he's kind of taken over and done some acting, he has been fantastic. Like, I mean, I can't think of anything where, like, he didn't elevate whatever project he was in. He's done a really good job. Clearly, he's worked hard. He's very passionate about it, and he seems like a very down-to-earth and cool guy, and so I'm happy for it, man, and I am on board with whatever he wants to do. Absolutely. So welcome to the club of bearded badassdom, Mr. Dave Batista. You certainly are a welcome addition, and thank you, Big J, and thank you to the Beardsmith for bringing it our way. Morning after with Nick and Big J on the way, some important stuff. Plus, we got to get somebody qualified for that UTV. After with Nick and Big J. More changes coming to Netflix. They say they've got a new feature that will make, quote, Netflix history. The question is, Big J, will it really... What does that even mean? Well, uh, it's a first for Netflix, basically, is what it means. The streaming giant announced Thursday that it will start live streaming actual things as they happen. Uh, But it's going to begin with an upcoming comedy special from Chris Rock. This has been the first announced such live stream, although back in May, Netflix had reported on working on some unscripted streaming and stand-up specials that they wanted to do live, like their Just for Laughs festival that they put together. Uh, They want to talk about doing some of that stuff live. And a Wall Street Journal report released last week said Netflix is starting to look into some live sports as well so they could throw their hat into the ring. 
But that really, to me, would be the only thing, and it would have to be sports that I would be interested in. That's the other side of it, too. That would make me want to do it, because remember, it's an interesting pivot, you know what I mean? Like, the whole idea that Netflix was created was that, so that you could watch stuff when you wanted to, yeah, on demand. Yeah. Really, this is just a step backwards, because live streaming is essentially live TV, which is what Netflix didn't want to be when they first started. You promised us you wouldn't be this! But the success of Thursday Night Football for Amazon, now be it a, a, a economic success, I'm not exactly sure, but they certainly have gotten the eyeballs that nobody thought they would get. Everybody was poo-pooing the idea of Amazon having Thursday Night Football because the matchups are bad, and they are, but nothing brings eyeballs to TVs like live sports, specifically NFL. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, I'm sure there, I'm not the only one that uh, that you know occasionally watches Amazon Prime's Thursday Night Football game. And like, God, there's a lot of Amazon commercials in here. Sure. Uh, and I'm like, what's the deal? I'm already watching Amazon. <laughs> but that might not be the case for a lot of places. And, you know, they're featuring their original stuff. And that's probably making a difference. Oh, yeah. Well, listen, they've invested bi- literally billions yeah. of dollars in this. And they would like you to continue watching Amazon for other things besides just football. And so they're going to toot their own horn during these broadcasts. And that's the beauty of it. Like, you know, they've already spent the money. They've got some ad revenue coming in. But it's also an idea and a platform for them to know that there's an audience there that they don't have. And so, hey, a reminder, if you're also a nerd, we have Lord of Rings, Lord of the Rings stuff going on on Amazon as well. That's also popular. But what that means for the Netflix, I don't know. There's no NFL contracts up for grabs currently, nor for the next several years. So whatever sports they're going to get into is going to have to be maybe college football related or some other kind of sport that they feel like they can make some sort of impact on. But I don't think as interesting as that may be and as much of a live stand-up comedy fan as I am... I'm not going to tune in to watch something live, you know what I mean? God, how dare you, Nick? Especially if they're, would you? if it's going to be available on demand, which of course it would have to be because that's what makes Netflix Netflix. So uh, it, just be aware that there's going to be some live stuff happening on Netflix, which is something that they made fun of years ago, and now they're doing it themselves. Broncos big win on Saturday, 41-3, a route of Nevada in Reno. Nice game from Taylor Green, best game from George Halani, and uh, did pretty well as the uh, Broncos remained undefeated in Mountain West play. Speaking of undefeated, Tom Brady remains undefeated in international games. He improved to 4-0 in his career after picking up a 21-16 win over the Seattle Seahawks in Munich, Germany, the first time that they have played in Germany as an NFL a couple of teams have done so. He's won two games in London, one game in Mexico City, and now one game in Germany wow. to make him 4-0 in his career in international play. So that's what will happen when you're Tom Brady and you're pretty good at playing football is you get a record like that. Other winners over the weekend, uh, the Vikings, the Lions, the Tennessee Titans beat the Broncos, the Chiefs uh, by 10 over the Jaguars, the Dolphins big over the Browns, Giants continue to win, Steelers doubled up the Saints, the Raiders lost to the Indianapolis Colts and Jeff Saturday, uh, Packers beat the Cowboys in overtime, Cardinals and 49ers winners as well. we got Eagles and Commanders tonight. You know what uh, was terrible, uh, Nick? Uh, last week I, I dropped, or this week I should say, I dropped Aaron Rodgers from my roster. Yeah. And uh, for whatever reason, you know, uh, NFL.com was like, hey, uh, even though he's not in your roster anymore, we're just going to alert you every time he scores. That happened to me. Oh, they sent you reminders when you were throwing yeah, touchdowns? Yeah, they're like, like oh, hey, look, uh, Aaron Rodgers just threw a touchdown for burnt-out gifted kids. I'm like, no, no, no he, he didn't. didn't. He did not. And he... thanks for rubbing that in my face. Who did you start instead? 
Uh, Andy Dalton. Oh my God! You didn't even start uh, Lawrence. No. Oh, he had a something. He had a pretty good game, right? Yeah, but he hasn't in right. the last three weeks. But so. uh, that's well. Neither has Aaron Rodgers. So I know. Uh, but uh, did it, how did Andy Dalton do? Uh, got me like seven points. Goof, <laughs> magoof. Hey, uh, quick uh, rest in peace. We didn't get a chance to talk about this, uh, but uh, Kevin Conroy, who is the voice oh, of Batman yeah. for a lot of us growing up in the 90s as Batman the Animated Series. He's also uh, featured in a bunch of uh, Batman video games, an incredibly talented voice actor and actor in general, passed away at 66 from cancer. He was also on shows like Dynasty, Another World, and Cheers as well. I uh, had a chance to interview him a couple years ago when he was in a comic Con in Phoenix, incredibly nice guy, and certainly will be missed. So rest in peace to Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman for a lot of people, uh, passing away at 66, courtesy of cancer. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up, we're going to get somebody qualified for that UTV. We're going to play a game of UTV. That is next. That's the latest from Star Set and Breaking Benjamin. It is waiting on the sky to change here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. We are going to give away in a couple weeks a brand new side-by-side CF Moto UTV courtesy of Birds of Prey Motorsports and Volkswagen of Boise. And if you would like to be the person to win this particular UTV free of charge, what you need to do is get yourself qualified and an opportunity to do so is right now with a game called UTV. Just be caller X at 208-287-1003 right now. I'm going to give you some clues that center around a word that begins with either the letters U, T, or V. If you can figure out what that word is, you are officially qualified and on the list of people that could win it. Trying to make this as fun as possible. You got two chances to win every single day. One right now, and then 5.30 with Adam weekdays here on the X is your chance to qualify. And let's see if you got what it takes in order to qualify for it this time around. Hello, the X. Hey. Good morning. What's your name? Melanie. All right, Melanie, you're up first. I'm going to give you three clues about a particular word that begins with a U, T, and V, or a V, and you got to guess what it is. You ready? I'll take that as a yes. Melanie, clue number one, if you really want a clean house, you'll probably use one of these. I'm not sure. Next. A space devoid of matter is also called one of these. What was the first clue? The first clue was if you really want a clean house, you'll probably use one of these. Is there another clue? Yep. The last clue is Dyson, Bissell, and iRobot are yep. popular brands of this V word. Vacuum. Vacuum is 100% Vacuum. correct. Well done, Melanie. You are officially qualified for that CF Moto side-by-side UTV that you can see on display right outside the studios here. It'll be out about this week at Volkswagen of Boise as well on Friday. So there are good times to be had and a chance to qualify for you. Melanie, you're definitely in the running. Another chance coming at 530 today. Had me guessing on that too, man. You didn't had know no idea. Was? No. Uh, well, yeah, and the last one I figured would be a bit of a getaway. You have an iRobot, is that right? God, we have two. You have two. Wait, why do you need two? We don't need two. We don't need any of them. <laughs> I hate them. They're my mortal enemy. The robotic vacuums you do not enjoy. Why? One, one was like our daughter Maddie had bought one for their house, but they decided they didn't want it anymore, so we took that one. So we have two now, and I don't know if we're selling one or the other one, but it, its home is in our room. So, so there's because we got a gate, we got a dog <laughs> gate, yeah. So it can't traverse between. So we got one for our room and bathroom, and then there's one for 
the rest of the house. Does it just I because I've never had one, so forgive me if I sound ignorant. Do yeah. you schedule it, or does it does it sense I, dirt and then come out and do? No, it? I mean you you definitely can schedule it to right. go at a certain point and then. Uh, so you know when around. it's going to be oh, yeah. in the way. Okay, yeah. so you can avoid it if you yeah, want. Yeah, I to. say please not while I'm around. And and Lincoln the dog does not like that thing, man. Why do you all. hate it though? It just makes so much noise, and it just it's just in the way all the time. I see. Well, you know, vacuums will make noise, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's louder than a regular vacuum? Uh, it, 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 yes, it can be, okay. especially when it goes to dump its load. Wait a second. How does it do that? Uh, it goes back to its little home base and goes, and then the link, link of the dogs are, rawr, 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 rawr. So you hate it more because it annoys the dog than it No, I mean, it just annoys me in general. Gotcha, because it dumps its load. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your UTV contest. Again, it's happening at 5.30 today. Again, if you want to try to get yourself qualified, we are going to go to hell. That's happening next on the X-Rocks. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X-Rocks. We are headed to Baton Rouge for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. And maybe everybody knows somebody that's like this. The dude that's a little bit too overexcited when he gets a couple beers in him, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I'm not so much in my 40s, but definitely in my 20s, we had some people that, you know, if you're in the parking lot at the bar, they'll come up and run at you and jump on your back and say, hey, man, it's been forever, you know, kind of surprise you kind of deal. And uh, everybody gets a good laugh. But maybe sometimes that's not the best idea, as somebody found out the hard way. As a couple of friends were meeting up in the parking lot of the Bulldog Bar there in Baton Rouge, and one of them was the overexcited friend that used to love to jump up and, like, get a bear hug from their buddy, you know? And they haven't seen in a while there in the parking lot once they're a couple of beverages in. They're all liquid. They're all lathered up, and they're ready to go. But unfortunately for this particular fan, uh, friend, his friend Joshua was showing off his brand-new knife in the parking lot, Big J. And this guy didn't know it, so he was running at him from a pretty significant distance, decided to jump up, and what ended up happening, Big J, was he jumped right into the damn knife that his buddy was showing to his other friends in this parking lot. And it didn't work out for him. Oh, no. Ended up stabbing himself in the gut and had to go to the hospital. That's not good. According to the uh, Baton Rouge Police Department, they responded to reports of a stabbing right outside the popular bar around 1.30 in the morning. So, again, everybody was pretty much lathered up as it was. And after speaking with witnesses, they found out that basically his buddy had taken out this brand new knife to show a group of people when the victim, unaware of the weapon, went to give him a bear hug. And next thing you know, just stabbed himself right in the gut. The victim was transported to the hospital with serious injuries, is expected to survive. But I bet you didn't know, Big J, that that's a crime. And the guy who was had the knife out and showing his friends in the parking lot is going to go to jail for negligent injuring because it's not a good idea to just whip out a knife and show your friends. Now, of course, you weren't intending to stab anybody. That wasn't part of the fun. But that's what happens sometimes when you're not aware. So maybe don't be the guy that runs up and jumps on people. And that way you definitely won't accidentally get stabbed. Any stabbing that you receive will, I guess, be on purpose. So there's that. Yeah, because of your overindulging and hugging. Could very well be Get off of me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, this wasn't the way the friends wanted to spend a Friday evening, that's for sure. 
but a I guess a, a lesson of caution for all of us. Don't be the person that jumps up out of nowhere. Who's, he, who's he out in a parking lot? Check out my knife. It's 1.30 in the morning. I Everybody's mean, drunk. Uh, I don't yeah. know. You're right. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but also people do stupid stuff when they're like six beers in and they're going home for the night. They're like, hey, you know what I got yesterday? A brand new knife, man. Check this thing out. Oh, here comes Billy. Oh, no. And next thing you know, everybody's heads to the hospital. And dude's getting stitched up in his guts because he decided to jump into his friend's arms. Sometimes you just want to hug, man. I get that. Yeah. But take it easy. Be careful. Make sure nobody's brandishing a weapon on purpose or otherwise. And everything's going to be okay. We all just took it down a notch. Nobody would be hurt. Now we're going to jail for that matter. Yeah. But now you know. Don't take it out. Nobody gets hurt. Morning after with Naked Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rocks. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, Big J, there's good news and bad news when it comes to the latest report about kids and tobacco use. The good news is cigarettes are at an all-time low with middle schoolers and high schoolers in the United States of America. That's pretty good, Big J. The bad news is the use of e-cigarettes and vape is through the roof in that particular department. They just did a national survey for the last 30 days. And about 13 million middle school and high school students across the country reported using some sort of tobacco product in the last 30 days, which is an all-time high. Which Damn. means they're getting their hands on the vapes and the e-cigarettes somehow, some way, way more than they have been with the actual cigarette use. Which federal health officials say the latest data underscores how the use of commercial tobacco products continue to target and threaten U.S. youth. And the fact that that many people are using at least one tobacco product is very troubling, especially when it's reaching into the middle school years. And so it's an interesting thing. They're not sure how to fix it. And worse yet is what they're saying is that we still don't really have the honest-to-goodness results of the ongoing damage that vaping could do, specifically to young bodies. It's like back in the 50s when we didn't know how bad cigarettes were and everybody with doctors recommending them and stuff like that. <laughs> Take not, two smokes right. and call me in the morning. It's not It's not exactly great, and they're trying to figure it out how to happen. First of all, how they're getting their hands on it, really. Uh, and it, it's probably the way that kids used to get their hands on cigarettes back in the day, and that is through people that they know or people that they just lifted from. You know what I'm saying? Grabbing a pack from Dad or whatever. Uh, somebody lost their vape cartridge. Next thing you know, I, I guess where it is. In your sixth grader's backpack. You understand, Big Jay? Damn. So keep an eye out on it. But this is a continuing kind of trend, whereas vaping has become incredibly popular in the United States of America. Uh, as while the cigarette use has gone down, all the tobacco companies have done have pivoted into this particular world, and it has continued to go on up, and they can't figure out how or why to have it plateau. They need your help, Big J. Any suggestions? I have none at this time. This is all new to me. Off to a great start. Boise State got another one in the win column on Saturday. They improved to 6-0 in the Mount West with a 41-3 route of Nevada in Reno. It was not even close. Uh, Taylor Green had a great game. George Halani had a great game as well. Uh, they uh, they used their ground game to find some success. They did have the ninth-ranked rushing defense in the Mount West, which is not very good. And so the Broncos took full advantage of that, and they improved to 6-0 in the Mount West Conference. 
Rest in peace to former UFC fighter Anthony Rumble Johnson. He was 13-6 and six in the UFC from 2007 to 2017, compiled a 23-6 record overall. He passed away at the age of 38, courtesy of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. He had been battling and been very vocal about it. He was one of the better fighters in the UFC through a pretty good stretch, and he certainly will be missed. Tom Brady picked up another win in international play, improving to 4-0 and in some pretty good Sunday games over over the weekend, uh, the Buccaneers beat the Seahawks 21 to 16. The Vikings and Bills had an all-timer on Sunday, 33 to 30. The final score: the Vikings winning in overtime. Lions came back and scored with less than two minutes in the game to beat the Bears 31 to 30. Packers win in overtime over the Cowboys. The Colts look like geniuses hiring Jeff Saturday, beating the Raiders by five, 25 to 20, because they decided to finally hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor. And the 49ers win on. Sunday Night Football against the Chargers 22-16. We got the Eagles and Commanders tonight as Philadelphia tries to remain undefeated on the season. I'm not sure who recommended Alec Baldwin do this, but not exactly a smart move in my opinion. Bold strategy. We'll see if it pays off for him. But he has decided to sue the crew of that Rust movie that he was making because he wants to clear his name and so he is, uh, he's filed a lawsuit against the members of the film's crew, the armorer, the first assistant director, the property master, and the weapons and round supplier for the incident that, of course, ended up uh, shooting the director and murdering the director of photography. And so now there's a lot of stuff. The question becomes, like, what, what do we gain from all of this? You understand? Like, he says he wants to clear his name. But, like, I mean, I think that while everybody believes that there were some corners cut on this production and that wasn't the way to go we also all believe it was an accident it doesn't change the fact that he was the dude that pulled the trigger you understand right and so all of that stuff is one of those deals that he's gonna have to deal with for the rest of his life and i'm not sure suing his co-workers is the way to clear that name as much as i think well it's probably a a legal uh, a legal situation that lawyers uh, have probably advised him to do this in order to keep him from getting, you know, um, like a wrongful death suit yeah, in the future. Yeah, kind that of sort of thing. thing. But I mean, I, it's I not guess. like Alice is like, I'm going to sue them to clear my name. But that's exactly sh- what he said. Yeah, yeah, but I'm sure that's what his lawyers are telling him to do. I, I understand. I'm just saying the aesthetics of it is not great. Legal or otherwise, you going to bat for this and suing the people that you work with probably isn't going to make you as clear as you think it's going to make you. Whether it saves your ass legally from spending, having to pay out the family of the woman that died uh, a bunch of money later on, that's another question altogether. But if he, when you release a statement like, I want to do this to clear your name, none of this is going to clear your name, bro. You are forever attached to this incident, whether you like it or not. There is no clearing your name in this particular case, regardless of what you may think or who you may sue. That's going to be one of those deals where it's always going to be around you. But he's doing it. It's happening. We'll see what uh, goes on from here. But I also don't think there's a lot of people that just blame Alec Baldwin for this. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Like, I think we all think that there was a ridiculous... Like, uh, part of the problem was there was this clown car of messes that were involved that made this thing happen that a lot of people were involved in and he is among them by the way whether he wants to sue somebody or not he is certainly among those that are involved in it because he is an executive producer on this production just the way that it goes 
but it's going to a court near you, so have some fun with it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Pop Culture Smackdown brought to you this week by Carl's Jr. And uh, we're going to hook you up with a nice little prize, some gift certificate here for the Big Carl Burger at Carl's Jr. or the really Big Carl. Because what's bigger and beefier than the Big Carl? Only the really Big Carl. So no matter which bigger burger you want, you can head to Carl's Jr. We had some on Thursday. It's delicious. Man, I, I like the Big Carls. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I think they're fantastic. And so uh, we will give you a couple of these if you can defeat Big J in Pop Culture Smackdown. Think of it as like lunch on us. You understand? Yeah. 208-287-1003. If you think you got the pop culture know-how in order to pull this off, we got some grub coming your way. How you feeling, Big J, on a Monday? Uh, I mean, I'm feeling pretty good. Alert. We'll see. Am <laughs> Alert. I Alert. Yes, sir, you are. What's your name, man? My name's Nicholas. All right, Nicholas, you're up first. Nicholas, what band did David Letterman induct into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Did he do the honors for Rush, for Kiss, or for Pearl Jam? I would say Kiss. Kiss is incorrect. I am sorry. That is not right. David Letterman and Kiss do not have a connection. Hello, The X. How's it going? Hey, man, what band did David Letterman induct into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Was it Rush, Kiss, or Pearl Jam? Uh, Kiss. Kiss is incorrect. Wrong. Another man taken down by the delay. I mean, the answer's sitting there right for you. Hello, The X. Good morning. Good morning. What band did David Letterman induct into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Was it Rush, Kiss, or Pearl Jam? Uh, Pearl Jam. That is correct. Right. Good job. Uh, why did you think it was so obvious, Big J? I don't know. Pretty obvious. What? The, but why? Yeah, what's the what's the one that it's not among these here that are the same? You know what I mean? I mean uh, Kiss and yeah. Rush. I mean they're very. I didn't know that there was a connection to Pearl Jam there either. As a matter of fact, no. it was news to me. But uh, Big J, what is it called when you play all seven of your tiles in one turn in a Scrabble game? Is it called a tornado, a bingo, or a jackpot? Let's go with. Uh, I don't know the actual answer here. Seems pretty but... obvious to me. Oh, really? Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the jackpot. <laughs> incorrect. Wrong. No, I'm sorry. Uh, do you happen to know the answer, sir? You win no matter what. If you play all seven tiles in Scrabble, is it called a tornado, a bingo, or a jackpot? Tornado. Uh, no, it's called ah. bingo. Bingo. It's weird. Bingo. But you get it right. You got yourself some Carl's Jr. coming your way, my friend. Hang on one second. I'll hook you up with those big Carl's. Enjoy lunch on us, and you'll have a chance to win those all week long here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on Pop Culture Smackdown. There you go. We're going to do some headlines. They're coming up next on the X Rocks. At 7 Essence here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Something really cool is happening this Saturday. How you can help out some great people here in the Treasure Valley. And it all revolves around Valley Regional Transit, which is why we have our good friend Dave here in studio with us. Good morning, Dave. How are you, sir? I'm good, and it's brisk out there, let me tell you. I can yeah. I can believe you. And, uh, yeah, it's been cold the last couple of days, but that's going to try to warm up a little bit this weekend because it is time for Cranksgiving. For those of us that maybe aren't familiar with it, what is it exactly? that you guys do at Valley Regional Transit? 
Well, Cranksgiving is a Thanksgiving-themed bicycle scavenger hunt. So teams get together, uh, hopefully in costume, mm-hmm. and uh, they ride all over town. We have a, a manifest where they must answer questions about uh, Boise art and history. And along the way, they are gathering all of the items necessary to fill a Thanksgiving food box, which we then donate to St. Vincent de Paul. We're one small part of this much bigger effort that St. Vincent de Paul does. They put together about 15, 1,600 boxes a year. We might contribute 40 or 50, mm-hmm. but we have way more fun doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, as somebody that has put together a scavenger hunt, I know it's not easy. Yeah. So uh, who is responsible for making sure all this stuff is a well-oiled machine and all these things are put together? Does that fall on you, Dave? A lot of it does. Yeah. I have a small group of volunteers that uh, help me put it together, and I can't thank them enough, especially this year with my ankle being messed up the way it is. Um, so yeah, we we do a lot of research. We get on our bikes and we actually ride around and see what's possible. And uh, we put this thing together. And uh, I have to say that it's more important than ever that people participate this year because of inflation. Food prices have just gone through the ceiling. Turkey prices especially are up. So uh, for those families who can't afford a Thanksgiving, Uh, dinner on their own. This really helps them. And we have so much fun along the way. My biking friends tell me that this is their favorite event of the year. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, there's a lot of cool things going on, but this is definitely one of them for sure. Yeah, and what a great community of you know you bicycle folks uh, that get together and do so many great things throughout the year. But this is one that's really, really important. And, um, you know, when, when did you realize you were a community of people? Basically, <laughs> bicyclists. Yeah, yeah. When we ran I, into each other at a bar, yeah, you know, <laughs> bikes and beer kind of go together. <laughs> yeah, no, it really does, and that's the really cool thing that that you you turned all this into positive stuff. You know, throughout the year, not just Thanksgiving, but other events as well. It's really uh, amazing to see. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, if people want more information, uh, go to our Facebook page. It's Cranksgiving Boise, or you can just email us at uh, cranksgivingboise at gmail. And I know you, you have a really good idea to put together and raise awareness for, you know, making sure there is a lot of families in need that get the food that they need for Thanksgiving, but also to try to raise awareness about the ability of bicycling around the Treasure Valley here at the Valley Regional Transit. But uh, what say, like, let's say you're an obese radio host and you don't want to ride your bike, but you want to help out. Is there a way you can do that as well? You bet. Yes. You can volunteer. <laughs> and that information is on our Facebook page as well so we'd love to have you come down or just come down to clairvoyant and drink beer with us it's going to be an awesome event and that i know you can do no i'm great at that uh, <laughs> yeah second to none and so it's all happening on saturday but it's pretty much a day-long event there's no like timed kind of things going on i mean obviously it's a scavenger hunt so you want to get done as quickly as possible yeah. and have some fun and drink some beverages but it, it, you can also do it at your leisure i imagine right you you can and uh it is a timed event so we have first second and third prizes we have a prize for the biggest turkey Jay. There you go, buddy. <laughs> and uh, also Holy, the best team costume. <laughs> uh, if you uh, just want to bring food down to Clairvoyant, uh, 
You can get details on that at our Facebook page as well, or you can make a donation to St. Vincent de Paul directly, and they would appreciate that. Beautiful. And uh, are you registering teams in advance too? Is, is it recommended oh, that you do that? Okay. Yeah, we, we're up to about 25 teams right now, which is a good start. So uh, we hope to generate even more interest. That's why I'm here, guys. Love it. <laughs> Love it. So go check out the Facebook page. Also, uh, your website is a great place to go for additional details. What is that? Is uh, Valley Regional Transit. Check it out and uh, join the fun for Cranksgiving. It is back for another year and it's happening this Saturday and all the information is online. Dave, thanks for coming in here and uh, talking about Cranksgiving. We appreciate it, sir. All right. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Morning After (laughs) with Nick and Big J. Some headlines on the way. Headlines brought to you by Half Price Friday, man. Another one happening this Friday, 9 o'clock, xrong.com. You can get $50 to the local for just $25. If you're looking for a local eatery or wine pub in Boise that gives you some comfortable and engaging atmosphere, boy, how do you find the place for you? It's called The Local. They got some lunch and dinner going on Monday through Saturday, and they got some seasonal menus and rotating dishes from local ingredients. So you can take out, you can dine in, you can check it out on the patio if the weather's nice, but check out The Local, delicious food and satisfying drinks and Half Price Friday, this Friday, 9 o'clock, xrock.com. Drink it up, wait what, or sleeping on the job? Drink it up! Seems like a fun record to break. A South African man living in Australia broke the Guinness World Record of the world's longest pub crawl. 78 different pubs in 24 hours. His name is Heinrich Villers, and he recently received the word that his crawl, which took place February 10th through the 11th across Melbourne, has been certified for the most pubs visited in 24 hours by a single person. He took the title from a gentleman named Nathan Crimp from England who visited 67 pubs in one day. He also added that what you have to do is drink at least 4.2 ounces of any drink at the pub while you're there in order to break the record. So he also drank a ton of alcohol that day, which is a lot, Big J. Yeah. Seems like too much, really. Damn hero. Is that a heroic act? No. Okay. Just making sure. Because I was going to say, if uh, if alcoholism is a heroic act, then we've got some real medal winners that we need to talk about. But uh, still, it is a lot. 78 different places and a lot of places to go. In one city, by the way. I mean, it's across Melbourne. So there's a lot of bars in there, I guess, that you can, uh, I, I, I guess, tour if you want to be a part of the fun. But now you know, Big J, you have to go to 79 if you want to break his record. You want to start tomorrow or? No. All right. I don't at all. No heroic acts for you? None. Wait, what or sleeping on the job? Sleeping on the job. You have been an advocate for a very long time of a nap room here at the radio station. Yeah. Uh, And according to a new survey of 9,000 Americans, the vast majority of us are sleep deprived and our lives are suffering as a result. 46% of recipients say that they uh, really have only one hour of social jet lag that they need to kind of make plans for because they're so damn tired during the day. And 19% say, you know what would be nice if they allowed us to nap at work. Now, that is a pretty small number, but uh, people are thinking about maybe bringing up nap rooms again in a professional environment. Now, there aren't a lot of workplaces that offer this particular stuff. And for those that do, 74% of the people that actually work in a place that have a nap room say they don't use it anyway. And so that's the biggest hurdle. Not only do not a lot of people say they'd use it, but they're not using it when it's available to them. And so that becomes a problem. Big J, you're going to have to make your pitch one more time for a nap room professional places. Go. Uh, yeah, it'll help save lives. 
Oh God, how does that happen? I mean, you're just making stuff up. Is well, I mean, I wasn't prepared for a speech of any kind or proposal, well, you're, so you're, I just went off the cuff. I'm sorry, your attitude hasn't changed. You've been passionate about it. Yeah. I thought you just I mean, replay what you've done. But I'm guessing probably now yeah, at this it, point it, you don't it, remember. What saved lives? Uh, how would that save lives? I mean, there are a couple times I've driven home. I'm like, man, I am so tired. I fall right asleep and die. Die. Oh, I see. Save my life here. Well, I like the idea. I feel like I'd be one of the people that would not use it. Um, because the, the no, idea of know, a community nap room creeps me out. Sharing a bed with some of these animals that work here, I'm not super excited about either. And so there's there's some of that I, stuff I that I'm not really... I think the nap room should also have a live stream constantly going in it. What, of what? So you can hear people snoring <laughs> and just... It's almost like a hostel. Yeah, okay. yeah. And that, that's much more inviting. The, You're the, right. um, the nap terrors. <laughs> People randomly screaming. Yeah. Yeah, no, that actually sounds a lot like our current workplace as it is. Wrap it up with Wait What? A fairy tale rescue saved an experienced diver from drowning when a trio of mermaids showed up off of Catalina Island in California. Pablo Avia had lost consciousness while scuba diving with his son and a friend on October 23rd. That happened to coincide with the second day of a mermaid training course that was happening nearby. So a 33-year-old mermaid performer and diver from Miami who was leading the course jumped into the water to save the scuba diver that had passed out. Her name is El Yemenez and two of her students, all donning their mermaid fins, by the way, using their training and their tails to take control of the situation. And they were uh, basically labeled as heroes. And by the way, uh, you know, Pablo, obviously very happy. Can you imagine what kind of weird ass, you know, visions you think you're seeing when three mermaids save you from dying? That have to be crazy. But luckily, they just happen to be in the same area. And now they're out there saving lives. So they want to spread the word, the fact that mermaiding, yes, is a hobby for sure, but it does take athleticism and certainly skill in order to pull off. And these ladies proved it. So well done. Good job. And maybe one day, Big J, you'll be lucky enough to be. Where were the mermaids when you were almost drowning in the ocean a couple months ago? Uh, Nowhere. Did you see them? Do you have any visions? Were the sirens singing to you? They were not singing and I was not just walking off of things. (laughs) Thank goodness. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on all the things you need to know. We're going to do some bad impressions. That's happening next in the X Rocks. With Nick and Big J. Bad Impressions brought to you by the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore Treasure Valley Subaru. And here we will find you uh, some tickets to lounge at the end of the universe. VIP style will get you there and you can take part and see what everything is going on. Usually they have multiple events happening uh, over a weekend. It's pretty cool and you can uh, get it all for free if you figure out Bad Impressions. Yep, you can use them whenever you want. These aren't for a particular event. They can You basically are, you know, cash it in anytime you want to kind of a thing. Our phone number is 208-287-1003. If you'd like to play, Bad Impressions works thusly. Big J has three clues. They all revolve around somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in three clues or less. You're going to go with the line to the end. Two clues today, today, bro. Oh, okay. Big J says two's all you're going to need. Let's see if he's right. Hello, the X. How's it going? Good, man. What's your name? Ryan. All right, you're up first. Good luck. I got to sing Jolene with Rob Halford at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. That was fun. I'm buzzing in. Next. Being a female country artist, I didn't see why I should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But I get it now. Okay, Matt. Oh, I was wrong, Nick. I have my own theme park. It's called Dollyland. Dolly Parton. There you Yay! go. Yeah, 
Jack, good job. Hang on one second. We will get some information from you. Make sure you're going to go. Is it Dolly Land or Dolly World? I always get confused. Uh, I think it's Dolly Land. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you're not sure either, though, are you? No, I, I, I am I'm very sure. Uh, and why That's is Dolly Parton in the news? Well, not only was she inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame here last week, but Jeff Bezos handed her $100 million. Finally, we're paying people uh, to be Dolly Parton. It's yeah. nice. No, it's uh, it's actually, you know, we've talked about it before in this program. Dolly has been extremely philanthropic. And gives a, a, lot, a lot of attention to a lot of different charities, including uh, books and uh, reading. And so uh, she's been uh, recognized for that from Jeff Bezos and uh, given the, uh, quote, new Courage and Civility Award recipient. So that uh, he hands out $100 million uh, to go to use for helping uh, whatever she wants to do with. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And if that's her passion, then that's great. Uh, of course, Amazon started as a book company, so it kind of yeah. makes sense that that is something that uh, they are somewhat passionate about as well. And I'm sure Dolly will use all that money for good because she is a saint. Dang there right. Dang right. And uh, rightfully deserving to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Good for her and good for all that that uh, those people that that money will help for sure. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. <laughs> That is the latest from Blink-182, edging, wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J. That's it for this Monday. Thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. We started the last of the week of the inflation retaliation, which is really cool. We're going to give away $1,000 every single day this week, and then that's going to wrap it up for us. And we have the code word at 9 o'clock. you got more code words today at 11, 1, 3, and 5, so continue listening and texting in. You can win just like Stephanie did. We also had a chance to induct a friend of the show in more ways than one Dave Batista into the uh, bearded badass hall of fame that was fun to be a part of thanks to the beardsmith and we got somebody qualified for that UTV that will continue tomorrow as well that leaves you with the floor Big J Nick you like pickles uh, I, I actually I really do I have come around and really enjoy a pickle on a lot of things Today's National Pickle Day. I don't think I'll be celebrating. Have however, you ever pickled anything? I have never pickled anything from scratch. No, no, no. Well, the pickler that used to work here still does technically, but no longer is uh, Fermento? on site. Fermento? Dr. Fermento? <laughs> the pickler that would pickle everything was always fun. We always asked him what he pickled, and he always had like six or seven things that he did. Like, I, it's an actual hobby. I have a friend connection that would be, I think, good because uh, you've got Fermento, and then Handyman Allen, he likes to ferment hot peppers. Okay. Well, and listen, I'm like, those guys would be best friends. I guarantee you, Fermento is fermented hot peppers and otherwise, and sweet yeah. peppers and everything. Have you guys ever pickled anything? No. Uh, do you enjoy you do you do you enjoy pickles? Oh yeah. Okay. For sure. I like a good brine. I don't know if I ever uh, have seen you uh, partake in one, but it's not like you and I go to delis a lot, so there's that. But uh, pickles are delicious. Hopefully you enjoy one. Uh, are there always ones in the Big J household? Oh yeah. Okay. Sure. Then you like pickles much more than I, because I certainly won't pass one up. But I don't. I cannot remember. The last time I purchased pickles, isn't that weird? Yeah, that is weird. Like in a jar? I don't like have one as a snack. That's rare. Uh, usually it's like a side part of it. But uh, I'm sure lots of people care about this conversation and will enjoy yeah. na- National Pickle Day. Morning after Bread with butter, Nick and Big J. That's Boston. it for us. You guys have a good one. It's the X Rocks. <laughs> The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.